uncomfortable question of the day. Can you get the job done? As a leader, can you get the job done? It's not a great question to be asked because it puts you on the spot. And the answers here obviously are two. Yes, you can. No, you cannot. But the thing is that you're not the one to decide whether your answer is yes or no. It's your team. Your team is the only one that's going to be able to give you an appropriate answer to this. And of course, if you're not skilled, if you're not prepared for the role you, you've been given, there is little point in doing anything apart from, well, developing your skills. But if you do, there are some ways that work via which you can show your team in an ethical and appropriate way that, hey, yeah, you're the right person for the job. And these four ways are what I want to share with you today. Number one, are you able to distribute tasks and resources across them well? Basically, balance the amount of workload everyone is under, make sure that the workload is appropriate for their level of skills, and make sure that the resources you allocate to them are appropriate, either for um, the task they need to do, or, well, best you can do consider, considering the limited resources you have at hand. If your team sees that, yes, that's the best they can receive and it's good for what they need to do, and if that's a constant, well, that's great. It means that you've done your job. But if instead they see that they're overloaded with tasks versus someone else that has more resources and less tasks to do, well, if that disparity becomes regular in your work, in their work, actually, well, that says a lot about whether you're good for the job or not. So number one was distribute tasks and resources well. Number two, do you have the right team for the job? Basically, it starts with hiring. Are you hiring in a way that everyone else in the team believes that that new person is the right one for the job? That altogether, the skills that are existing in the team, their abilities, perspectives, and backgrounds are the best possible combination for them to be able to do their job and reach their goals. You can involve your team in hiring. You can explain your uh, decisions of hiring uh, one, person, one person instead of another one, but that's something that matters. It's all about setting an environment in which people can do their job the best way they can. Number three, the way you behave. In every team, there is a set of acceptable behaviors and not. We don't need to get into values at this point, um, team values, team culture. Of course, all of that is important, but in the short term, we can just stick in terms, stick to um, respectful behavior, um, making sure that whatever you do is acceptable to others and so on. One example is whether people are allowed to leave the office or in case of remote work, uh, whether they're able, to, uh, they're allowed to be absent from their keyboard or screen in specific situations, and if so, do they need to say it? One thing that I saw happening a lot before this whole remote work thing happened was that, in general, you're not really allowed to go out for two hours, regardless whether it's personal or professional, i.e. maybe going to a client, without telling anyone, because people need to know where you are. 
But for some reason, I saw leaders over and over thinking that for some reason, they didn't need to inform anyone and nobody knew where they are at that point. So what I'm getting to here is if you set a sort of, if you have a set of norms that determine what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable, you need to behave that way as well. You need to accept them and you need to be the first one to not make an exception to those rules. Otherwise, well, it becomes unbalanced. There is a sort of disparity. And from the point of view of the team, how good of a leader are you if you cannot even respect the the rules that you have put on, right? And number four, work on finding what triggers each person. The goal here is to um, have everyone see how everyone else is willing to follow you whenever you have a new idea, a new project, um, you've made a new decision, chosen a new strategy for the team, whatever. It's important for everyone to see how everyone else is willing to stick by your decision and trust your choices. How do you do that? Apart from, of course, making a good choice. You need to go for the medium to long term in this one. You need to build the report with each person. You need to find what purpose each person has, uh, their why. You need to find what triggers them and make sure that you assign tasks to them that are coherent with their purpose and their goal. And most importantly, you need to frame your communication with them in a way that is compelling. If you have a new direction you want everyone to follow and be excited about, Well, not everyone is going to be excited about the same thing. Everyone has different triggers. So present it differently to everyone. And you will see how quickly everyone rails with you and wants to follow the direction you give. And if everyone in the team seems how much of a drive you can generate in the team, that's a sign of an amazing leader and a sign that you're the right person for the job. Again, none of this makes any sense if you don't have the skills for the job. But if you do, these are four brilliant ways you can use to show people that you are indeed the right person for the job. What do you think about this? Have you encountered any of these situations before? Let me know either in the comments or contact me directly. I want to hear your opinion on this one. Stay safe and talk soon.